welcome everybody to another episode of the Broken Clock Podcast Games Cast. As always, my name is Adam. I'm Joe. And I'm Johnny. And we are guaranteed to be right at least twice a day because that is the motto of the Broken Clock Podcast. Uh, ha. I don't know. You can't. You, you, you didn't. You know what it is? It's my excitement for the episode, and I can't contain myself because we have a special guest today. No shit. Uh, well, you guys know, uh, you sitting here with John saying no shit, but the people at home don't know, um, and I can't contain Wait, my we excitement. we have a special guest? We have a special guest, Joe. There's someone sitting to your left, when normally there is no one to well, your left. Well, he knows there's someone sitting oh, to his left, but ew. he doesn't know about a special guest, though. Uh, oh, oh, it's a dig at our special yeah. guest. Well, let me go ahead and get this out of the way and introduce our special guest. Uh, our special guest today is Skip, who, uh, Skip, say hello. Hello. <laughs> uh, those of you that listen to our main event podcast from the early days will know that uh, Skip participated in the early episodes and then mostly just had his picks and made wonderful mid-episode interruptions, including one of the greatest moments of the main events podcast where he debuted a new title. So, uh, Well, he debuted a better version of an old title. Correct. Yes. Um, but still, it was great, and we were all surprised, and no one knew it was coming, and it made for great content. Uh, but this is your first appearance on the Gamescast, Skip, so uh, welcome. Uh, hi, it is uh, okay to be here. Um, <laughs> That's true, yes. Yeah, yeah. I have uh, a lot of things to discuss. Yeah, so we'll, we'll kick it off with you because special guests always get to go first. That's, yep. that's how we do here on the, the podcast. So uh, we're going to jump right into what you've been playing, Skip, uh, and the reason that you're here today. So why don't you uh, kick things off? What have you been playing? Okay, so uh, as you know, everyone was very excited for the Google Stadia to yeah. come out. Were they? Oh, absolutely. Everyone? Six months ago. It's groundbreaking. (laughs) It's revolutionizing the video game industry. Mm -hmm. Um, It's a big steaming pile of turds. Okay. Um, I don't think it's a turd. I don't think Skippy likes it. We'll get get into the specifics because I did get it. Uh, as, as those listening know, I was, you know, I didn't cancel my pre-order. I did get it. Um, so we can get into the specifics of it. Now, why did you, you had a pre-order skip. So why were you let down in the lead up? I had a pre-order, uh, from day one, all the way until a week before it launched when I canceled it because of, uh, Oh, so you canceled it a week before. I literally canceled it one week before. Hmm. Um, I was watching. Is the... it because you didn't get your founder's email to, to cement your name? Is that yes, why? Uh, yeah. That you're going to change in was... two weeks anyway. <laughs> yeah. um, no, I was watching the uh, Xbox presentation. Um, was it the XO? The XO, yeah, 2019. Yeah, we talked um, about that last week. With uh, their xCloud presentation and how they just added over 50 games to xCloud. And I have been playing that on and off since I got into the preview about a month ago so we haven't talked about xcloud at all on the show because none of us are in it so why don't you explain a little bit about what xcloud is so xcloud is uh literally what stadia is but without having to purchase the games um right now it's still in preview mode um it's only had four games when it came out it had uh gears 5 halo 5 sea of thieves and one other Microsoft game. Yeah. But uh, last... Crackdown? Might, might be Crackdown. Um, but when they did the presentation, they announced they were adding 50 more games to it, which included things like Madden 20, uh, WWE 2K20. Yeah, which are um, like the newest games. Yeah, so. Crackdown, if it wasn't already on there already. Um, well... Come we'll hold that against them. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> seems like a knock. It seems like a steaming um, pile of crap. There, there's probably about a half a dozen games that they announced that aren't on there yet, like things like Dead by Daylight. Mm-hmm. Um, 
which should be, but it's not. I would play the heck out of that if it was. Um, but the thing about xCloud is, at least for right now, they haven't really finalized what they're going to do with it. Um, it's free. Um, you get in the beta, you can stream any game that you own from your Xbox console if you're on the same Wi-Fi. Or if you're anywhere, you can stream whatever games are available on the xCloud service. Yeah, see, so when they announced this, because I remember seeing, like, the preview comes to Android, I think, like, a month or so ago, like mm -hmm. you were saying. And I was like, oh, I, I don't have... I thought this was just Xbox Remote Play. And I was like, oh, I don't have an Xbox. I, I don't care. But the fact that you can do it from anywhere, which is the promise of Stadia, uh, yeah. is, is way better, considering that, like... Stadia can't really do that yet. <laughs> <laughs> At least not well. Yeah. Um, so what can you stream it to then? Um, right now, you can stream it to your phone. Um, they announced that they... It's only Android though, right? Um, it might be on iPhone. It might be only Android. I, I is that, is it an app? It is an app, um, but you have to sign up for their, you know beta registration and then get approved for it right so you can stream um, to your phone it's not available yeah. on iphone right now and then it's, it's not, not on iphone okay. no they All plan right. to have it available for iphone but it's just not yet okay uh, i know they announced that they're going to have windows 10 beginning of next year so you'll be able to just stream it on your computer which will be pretty cool um that's another thing stadia is doing with their browser i believe if you use chromecast and a chrome browser Chrome, yeah. So like, um, when I when I got Stadia first, before like I got my welcome kit, I played it on the computer just in a Chrome browser. Okay. Which is how the Project Stream was last year when I played Assassin's Creed. Gotcha. So it's limited right now to Chrome browsers, the Chromecast, and like the Pixel Three A. Okay. I think. Yeah. I don't even think Pixel Four is available on it, which is a, a, an outrageous omission. But we'll get to more of that. Yeah. So you have to have an app for it then. Yep, you download uh, Xbox streaming app. Uh, let me. Pull is there it one for TVs? You. Is it what? Is okay. there one for TVs? There is not not one for TVs. Um, so, so right now, is this is just a mobile. It's just Android. Just, just for yeah. Android phones. Yep, just an app. Sign into mm -hmm. it there. You've got your list of all the games that you can stream. Um, let me go up a quick titles: Ace Combat Seven, Borderlands pre sequel, Borderlands Two. Uh, Conan Exiles, scroll down, Gears 5, Gears of War Ultimate Edition, Halo 5, ReCore, Shadow of the Tomb Raider, uh, Warhammer, Vermintide, World War Z, WWE 2K20. So, games all over the place. Yeah. Um, and then... And you, a good variety. And if yeah. You want switch, and more than just like Microsoft exclusives. Yeah, exactly. It's, it seems to be that it's a lot of games that are on Xbox Game Pass right now. Um, Which makes sense. Yeah, um, and then you just tap here. You can stream from your console. Um, I'll have to try it to see if it works if I'm streaming from the console at home to here. Um, I don't want to mess with it because then I'm going to get a phone call from the wife being angry that I disconnected her from watching Fantasia again. <laughs> um, so you have to have an Xbox then? No. You, no. There's two. There's the Xbox version of Remote Play, which is the Wi-Fi thing that he's talking about. But then there's also the cloud part of it, oh. which is yeah. the Stadia, yeah, which is all, Xbox Stadia. Okay. Yeah, these are all the cloud games. Yeah. So you don't you have to have any of these on Xbox to play. You so it's just, a separate list. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So um, 
So I, you don't need an Xbox system, but you do need an Xbox account, though. Well, you I need mean, an Xbox yeah, account. You need an account for anything, anyway. Yeah. Mm. And right now, it only works with Xbox One controllers that have Bluetooth support. Um, they are going to add more generic Bluetooth controllers. They are going to add support for DualShocks, um, Razer controllers. Um, I'd imagine they do like the Steel Series controllers and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, it's it's very promising. Um, they haven't said whether it's going to be free for people who have <laughs> Ultimate Game Pass. Or if it's going to be like a separate like five or ten dollar a month subscription, they haven't really said or figured out. Oh, I'd be do. I'd be surprised if it wasn't just an oh, extension no. of Games Pass. Yeah. Like right. if you're if you're getting someone to pay the ten dollar or fifteen dollars a month or whatever it is to get Games Pass and to be able to play on like your Xbox and PC, why not just loop in phones as a part of that? And I feel yeah. like that would entice more people rather than having be like this weird tiered subscription thing where you're like, okay, you can have this version and that's just Xbox and there's this version that's Xbox and PC. And then there's this version that's Xbox, PC and phones. And this one's just PC and phone. Like don't muddy the water. Yeah. Cause this seems like amazing. This is probably the only way I think I'd ever play Xbox games. Cause I'm not, I'm not buying an Xbox. <laughs> yeah. At least not this late in the life cycle anyway. Yeah. Right. Right. So yeah. Um, I played a little bit of Borderlands three streaming from my console to the phone and, uh, it worked pretty well. wasn't really any noticeable input lag. Um, I played Sea of Thieves a little bit here. Um, again, you know, maybe like half a millisecond of lag yeah. or anything. Nothing made it unplayable. Um, but then trying your Stadia earlier, uh, playing Destiny, it ran smoothly for the most part. And then when somebody connected to the Wi-Fi and started streaming something else, uh, there was definitely noticeable lag where it would skip around. The quality would... Uh, diminish. There'd be a little. Di there, yeah, there were little dips. Yeah, yeah. Which so the Xbox one or the the Stadia? Stadia. 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 Oh, really? Yeah, because you so, weren't having any issues. With yeah, it so like I got my Stadia Thursday, yeah. uh, and like I'll go through the whole thing. We're like, I didn't get, and some of the 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 complaints about Stadia was that founders were supposed to get their emails to be able to reserve their names, and they did just did. Some of them just didn't. Uh, well, some people didn't get their. State like their controllers and stuff. Yeah, so day. no, nobody got their controllers on launch yeah, day. I didn't get yeah. mine on launch day either. Hmm. I got my code on launch day, which like was fine for me, but it wasn't what I expected when they announced that like founders were gonna get to pick their names and be like the first ones in line. I thought I would get an email last week to like set up my Stadia account, get the invite, like be able to just look in the app, maybe pre-purchase some games if I was so inclined. Like, I thought I'd be able to have that experience first and just not be able to play anything until the 19th. Uh, apparently, they they decided to only send out invite emails for Stadia once your founder's uh, kit shipped, which, like, doesn't really make a lot of sense. I, I think I, what they did was they wanted to make sure that people weren't just pre-ordering just to get the name and then cancel their order. That's, that's what I was saying. Yeah, too. that's what I assume happened. Um, but like, if you're a person who wasn't planning to do that and didn't have it in your brain that that was an option to be told like, yeah, once your kit ships, then you'll be able to do it. And they're like, but I want to do it now. Uh, so some people like missed out on reserving their names and you know, got super mad about it, which like I do understand. But it's always going to be first come, first serve. So there was always a chance you weren't going to get your name anyway. The only way that you can truly be like actually mad is if someone that you know ordered after you 
got their code first and then took your name which like what are the odds unless you have a real dick friend to be like oh yeah i think i'm gonna order that too a month later yeah. and then be like oh i've always really liked your gamer tag i stole it <laughs> that sounds like a thing joe would do yeah <laughs> yeah i could you have that maniacal look on your face right now going damn why didn't i think of that um, but so I got my code on Tuesday, which was when Stadia was supposed to launch. I think I got it late in the afternoon. Um, so there could have been people that took my name beforehand. They didn't. Uh, and I was able to play on my computer right then and there. Uh, I was surprised that I got not just uh, Destiny 2 for free, but I also got Samurai Showdown. Now, did you get to choose that? Or no, it was just it like, you? redeem your copy of Samurai Showdown. It was because I, I had not heard about that happening. No, I hadn't either until I signed in and it went, here, claim your free copy of Samurai Showdown. And I went, okay. I wonder if that was a like launch stumble bonus Maybe. thing where they're like, all right, we fucked up. Here's a copy of Samurai Showdown. Yeah. Maybe they were just trying to entice more people. But, like, I didn't even hear it announced beforehand. I, I mean, I didn't hear it at all until 10 minutes ago. <laughs> yeah, he, he goes to boot it up, and I was like, Joe, do you want to try uh, Do you want to try either Destiny or Samurai Showdown? And he looked at me, he's like, did you buy Samurai That's Showdown? I, too. I was like, yeah, Joe, I bought Samurai Showdown. Me, super big uh, anime Samurai fan, bought Samurai Showdown. Mm. Of course I did. How could I not? It's the number one game on my anticipation list for Stadia. <laughs> Um, but like when I was playing on a computer, I didn't have any problems with it other than the fact that I'm bad at playing on a computer. I was able to connect my, uh, PS4 controller to my computer via Bluetooth and play with, uh, you know, I, I didn't notice any real input lag, but it was also a game I wasn't good at. So I didn't know if I was doing poorly or doing well or what. So I couldn't really tell. Right. Um, but then Thursday when my kit got here, uh, I was able to play. John, you were watching. Mm -hmm. No issues whatsoever. Oh, great. There were other players playing, but it was also just us two in the house, and you weren't doing anything but watching me. Yeah. And it was running perfectly fine. Skip, when he started, running perfectly fine, and then when someone else got onto the Wi-Fi, it did have those hiccups, which, like, I guess is both expected, but also a common use case, so not good. Yeah, I mean, I, I couldn't imagine, well, I mean, particularly for me, because we talk about it all the time, how I'm constantly doing, like, three things while playing yeah. a video game. Yeah. Uh, to be, like, handcuffed like that, you know, if and especially if you live in a house with multiple people in it. Yeah. To, to, if you're like, okay, everybody, like, I'm going to play a video game now, so everybody put their phone away. <laughs> yeah. No, no tablets. Yeah, I'm like, uh, I don't know what we're just all gonna gather around and watch me play this video game. Otherwise, I'm not dealing with any lag. Hey, it's back. It's like retro times where like you had the Nintendo on the one family TV, and that, that's the only thing that you can do. Or it's the Dial no up. one's making a phone call, right? Because I'm yeah. gonna play some video games online. Well, I need yeah. AOL <laughs> yeah. so I can play Duke Nukem 3D. Yeah. Um, so like, I don't know what was the internet was being used for. I don't know if, if it was like streaming Netflix or if it was just like browsing. Because I was also online, like, I was just doing some work, which was, like, sending emails. So not, you know, crazy bandwidth intensive or anything. And, like, we have good internet in the house. Mm -hmm. um, so it's kind of surprising because it says that you can stream, like, 4K as long as you have 35 megabit internet. And I have 300. So, like, I don't think my email sending and Netflix or Disney Plus or whatever was being streamed else in the house took up enough of that to, like, really mess with it. So it was kind of disappointing from that standpoint. But like when I played the other day, I didn't have any problems with it. I was 
running fine. It booted up immediately, which was nice. I didn't have to install any updates. Like, that kind of stuff, the promise of Stadia is really cool. The controller is good. You guys all got to handle the controller. What did you guys think? It's not... Other than the triggers feel kind of cheap. Yeah. The bumpers feel a little plasticky, and the triggers don't have a lot of, like, resistance to it. But it had really good, like, feel in your hand. Yeah. Um, I just felt that it seemed kind of ultra-generic. It is. I think that's the point. Yeah. Yeah. It's not trying to stand out. It's just trying to be a decent game controller. Which I guess is is fine. But I get what your point is. Like, you you want it to do something more i would assume which it will be able to eventually be a little more interesting i like the fact that it's just plain like it's not trying to stand out because it's not competing with any of the other systems it's not designing its own controller that you then have to learn the layout of the buttons like for the most part it's similar to um it's an xbox controller the xbox controller and the 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 switch pro Pro. yeah except the button Um, layouts are different yeah. yeah the you know nintendo's got their own layout um, where A, B, X, and Y are reversed compared to the Xbox controller. Um, and well, then the I Xbox think the has thing... the swap D-pad and thumbstick. Though. Right, the thumbstick yeah. and the D-pad on the left um, are different positions as well. But still, for the most part, you pick it up, you know where all the buttons are and everything, aside from the screenshot button. Which you both pressed. <laughs> we both pressed because we thought it would be the like, start, know, start button. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah that, that, that was a little weird, but... Well, yeah, it's the same as on a PlayStation controller. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, it's reversed because the share button is on the left, which is where the Google Assistant button is, is. on the oh, Stadia I the, controller. The screenshot button was on the left on the Stadia controller. No, it's on the right. It's on the uh, right. Okay, then. Yeah. Where the start would be, which is why, where you, the start, hit which is why you hit it. I, well, I mean, I just hit every button to yeah. see what would happen. Yeah. Because, yeah. like, the Google Assistant button, which is, like, a cool feature, not available yet. Mm. That was the other thing they really <laughs> messed up with the launch is all of these cool features are just straight up not available yet. Um, which they made it seem like the only thing that wouldn't be available at launch is the free tier, which would have been fine uh, if the pay tier was the only one that was available. But it had all of those other cool features that they had you know, announced at the Connect, however many months ago it was. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that ultimately, like, I'm glad that I have it. I'm very excited about the Chromecast because I need to replace my Chromecast upstairs anyway. So I'm... I'm mostly excited about the Chromecast, to be totally honest, which I said last week was the thing I was most anticipating yeah. was getting a new Chromecast. That's like half the price of this, the thing. Anyway. Exactly. It is. That's why I didn't feel like I needed to cancel it, even though like I'm not super jazzed about the service. Right. Um, because I was like, oh, Chromecast, 4K Chromecast is great. Like I'm glad to have had that now. You get a controller that you can probably use for other things later on. Yeah, I think it's a Bluetooth controller, yeah, like in and of itself. Yeah, so like that'll be. I could probably use it to play, uh, uh, you know, XCloud when it comes to supporting <laughs> other Bluetooth controllers. Or Remote Play just came to Android and that supports Bluetooth controllers, so that might even work for that. I don't know. Uh, I'll have to do some digging around on it. Um, but like Skip, you and I were talking when uh, we, when you got here that I think it would have been it would have behooved them to wait on this a little bit. Like, there's no reason they needed to launch right now. Absolutely not. Uh, they they wanted it to get out for this holiday season, but there's no reason they couldn't have waited like at least a minimum of six months, a year for next year. Whoops, would have been preferable because as as you said, next year is PlayStation Five and uh, Scarlet. Yeah, they could have launched and been like, "Why are you going to spend five six hundred dollars on a brand new console? Exactly. Spend one hundred and thirty on Stadia." 
get to play a whole bunch of the new games that came out because they'd actually have games on it as opposed to like what how many games are on it now 30 it was maybe? 12 originally and they added 10 yeah more. as soon as we finished okay, so recording last already... week talking about the 10 launch games they doubled it <laughs> yeah so they would have had a whole lot more games yeah would have definitely done a lot better um one of the things i read about x x cloud is they said that currently there's i i can't remember i'm I think you said like 300-something games. Well, they have about 50 games now. They said that there are like 3,500 Xbox One games that are already out and then another 1,900 that are in development that already work with xCloud. Yeah, they're already like xCloud compatible. Yeah. 1,900? There's 1,900 games in development for Xbox One. I mean, probably if you count like all the... Arcade games, and stuff like that. Yeah, so they're definitely padding the numbers, but f- even if you round that down, like that's still you know a thousand plus games, whatever. Yeah. Um, more than thirty. More than thirty. <laughs> yeah. And they said uh, Microsoft said that they're trying to design it where the developers don't need to do anything; they can just be like, "Okay, this game came out; it's also supported on XCloud." Yeah. And that's like if you can download on your Xbox, you can stream it to your X Cloud. Yeah, yeah, that or or just stream it from the cloud, so you don't even need the Xbox. You know, if Halo, what's the next Halo? Halo Infinite. 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 Halo Infinite comes out. You want to play it, but you don't have an Xbox. Maybe it's available on X Cloud, where you can just. Would it be available day and date on Games Pass? Yeah, they've always been. Always been day one on PC. Right, but. You know, again, if if it's on that, then it should be on X Cloud, and yeah. then somebody who doesn't own an Xbox can still play it. Like, yeah, it's yeah. See, I think I think lining it up with the release of the next gen consoles is would have been the perfect move, and then maybe you take the majority of twenty twenty to do a beta, to do a like let's get people in in waves, let's give them a free Chromecast or whatever, like. Get people involved in it, stress test it, get these features updated, get these things added over time to like make it more enticing, and then have like a full launch November of next year to be like, we're a hundred and thirty dollar console, or you don't even need it, you just need this controller, which is fifty bucks. Why spend five, six hundred dollars on the the next gen ones? And you can position yourself to get those multi platform, you know, next gen releases available on your system in 4K, in 60 frames per second, in everything those next-gen consoles can do. Uh, and instead, you know, you mess with people's perception of what pre-ordering meant. You mess with people's, you know, uh, perception of what features are going to be available. Yeah, that's the big one. Yeah, I think they yeah. just... I, I think it's still a really good idea. I don't think it's at the point now where I'm going to be like, well, I'm going to buy this on Stadia before buying it on PlayStation uh, or Switch or anything like that. Yeah. But like, I like I still think it's a good idea. I still think it has viability. I just think that they really just stepped in it pretty hard um, when it comes to like what they did for the rollout. Yeah, which is absolutely. a shame. Yeah. Um, I do like that. Like as a pro member, there were a bunch of discounts um, that were available to me like right out of the gate. Where like I didn't have to necessarily pay sixty dollars for a game like NBA Two K Twenty, the new one was only thirty dollars. So like I didn't have to pay sixty dollars for that game, even though it's still sixty dollars on you know PS Four and Xbox. 
barring any sales, unless that's just a specific sale because it's pretty much Black Friday and that's what it'll cost uh, on Black say, Friday. I think like the that's PlayStation's Black right Friday sale just started today. So. Yeah. So not entirely sure. Usually half off during Christmas. That's usually when I buy hockey. Yeah. So like not entirely sure if that is, you know, just to coincide or if that's going to be something where it'll, mm-hmm. you know, go down. But there were a ton of other games that were on sale as well. I didn't pick any other ones up because I want to like stress test uh, Destiny more before I purchase anything. Yeah. Yep. But yeah, it's kind of a bummer. And especially when you juxtapose it against the fact that xCloud exists. Well, yep. the, the thing about xCloud, everything you've said so far, Skip, has had me going like, all right, that sounds all like good and well. You would need, I mean, I have an Xbox, but something more streamlined way of streaming it to the TV yeah. would be something I would definitely need to know about beforehand mm-hmm. um, without like requiring just having an Xbox. Like at least with the Google Chrome or the Google Stadia, you have, you can just use the Chromecast. Yeah. If they release some sort of like Xbox USB fob that you can just plug into the back of your TV. Yeah, because I don't have an Android phone. Like, this all sounds great, but I don't have I don't yeah, have a right, way to play right. it right now. Yeah, I can't yeah, play it on my well, TV, and I can't play it on my iPhone, so... Finally, iOS people have to wait. Yeah, I know. Finally. Right? Shit. Every other, like, gaming thing, like, Mario Run was first on iOS. Like, all these things are always first on iOS. Even Remote Play was first on iOS. Like, finally, yeah. the iOS users have to wait. I know, I know Android. you guys are going to talk about the Game Awards later, but uh, I was scrolling through the nominations and saw a bunch of mobile games that were nominated. I'm like, oh, that looks cool. I'm going to check it out. Oh, it's in uh, Apple Arcade only. What yeah. about this one? No, Apple Arcade only. All right, well... Whatever, yeah. like Apple Arcade separate because that's a like that's a streaming service. Well, that's right, a, but that's they, its own yeah thing. But yeah, still, but still, like, more, I can't play it on Android. Yeah, it's not on Android. It's only Apple. So mm-hmm. yeah, they each have their pluses and their minuses. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, exactly. But like finally, but like normally everything comes to iOS first. So like finally, you have to wait. Yeah. Um, the one thing we didn't get to try, which um, we probably should have before we started, was to see if you can cast your phone to the tv oh right yeah because you can just cast your phone screen to the tv total sense but i don't know what the lag because like when i cast things to the tv from like either my phone or my computer it's a little stuttery it's a little bit behind inputs that i make like if i tap something it takes a second for the tap to get there so i don't think it's good enough normally to to be able to play a game Mm -hmm. but I mean, that's easily something they could input into it is a castability option to cast to an Android TV or cast to a Roku or whatever yeah. it is that, that you need to do it to. Yeah. We'll, uh, we'll test that tomorrow before wrestling. Yeah, yeah. So we can do an update addendum yes. uh, on, on Twitter yeah. uh, this or, week. To... Or just talk about it next week. Yeah, exactly. We'll figure it out. We'll yeah, get you, you know the what news. to do. This is your podcast. Yeah, we'll it's get not you mine. guys I'm just the, the guest, news. the special guest. That's right. Special. 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 Absolutely. VIP. Yeah. No, so, no, don't, don't, don't get that high. Just, just special guest. <laughs> special, okay. He's very important to me because he's an Android user yeah. who's able to to come in here and test this thing that I can't test because I don't have an Xbox One controller, uh, and you guys can't test because you don't have Android phones. Yeah, that's <laughs> so true. yeah, uh, he's the perfect person suited to uh, to job. talk about the state of game streaming as it currently stands. Yep. Um, All right, I'm leaving. Cool. Gotta go so, grocery shopping. There you go. Normally, you come in. Uh, and we, uh, you know, announce you with a, a rousing Skippy. Uh, so when you leave, we'll exit you with another rounding Skippy. So Skippy! Bye, Skippy! Bye! Skippy. Goodbye. You want to turn this microphone off before I move it? Uh, you, you can just, can't you turn can just it move off. it. I can okay. walk in. You just yeah. Yeah. I have that power. I'll probably leave it muted for the rest of the episode anyway. So thank you for coming in, Skip. Hey, thank you for joining us. Problem.
uh, giving us a preview of uh, of X Cloud and getting into the the differences between that and uh, and Stadia. I'll see you guys. Bye, yeah. Skippy. Bye, Skippy. Taquito. <laughs> cool. Um, so yeah, that was uh, that was pretty much all uh, we had to discuss with regards to X Cloud and Stadia. So Joe, uh, what did you play this week? Uh, I played the same stuff I played last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did, however, uh, while playing Pokemon, stumble into my own personal hell this mm. week. Um, Is it too easy for you? Now it's playing itself? <laughs> no. Uh, well, yes, but the problem was, I uh, while playing it, I noticed that my uh, Nintendo Switch Lite had a dead pixel oh, on it. Oh, no. I'm sorry. And, in front of you, start. <laughs> and... I mean, the things, they have a much higher, uh, you know... Uh, DPI. Yeah. Pixel density or Pix- whatever. Like, pixel yeah. count than, yeah. say, oh, the older systems that used to be the, the problems that dead pixels have. The, so it's it was not a, the PSP dead pixel problem where it's, like, a quarter of the screen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's still, it was a very, very small uh, dead pixel. Uh, however, the moment you notice it, it's the only thing you can ever see. Yeah. And for uh, Pokemon, it was particularly brutal, uh, brutal because... It came so in so brutal. Brutal. It came in um, whenever it, it was very prominently displayed. Like whenever you want to fight and your Pokemon were leveling up, it was always like right there where the the white screen for yeah. the level up screen popped up. So no matter what, I just was constantly just staring at that goddamn dead pixel. Uh, so I had to I had to uh, do something drastic. Uh, and I bought a new Nintendo Switch Lite. What did you, like? You Wait, didn't even what? contact them to be like. Uh, no, because uh, according it. according to Nintendo, uh, dead pixels they just happen. They're not part of their yeah, warranty. Yeah, built in to the warranty. Even like a month in. Yeah. Or I guess it's more than a month. It's now. been like two, three months. Okay. Yeah, I guess it has been a little bit longer than that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had a similar issue with I think the. Um, the the first 3ds I had had dead pixels on it, and I went and trying to return it, and like in the like return policy, it says like dead pixels are just a product of LCD technology. Like shit happens pretty much. Mm-hmm. And luckily, I was working at a GameStop, so I just well, I can understand not out. necessarily letting him return it, but like no, I would have thought you could have bail it off to get it fixed yeah, because exactly. the one I had was the um, Pokemon Y version. Uh, uh, yeah. X one the the red one with the, the yeah. like Pokemon on the back yeah and I was like hey I these are sold out like can I get another one like or can you just you know fix it yeah and they were like yeah sorry that's just well, that's not something that's covered under the warranty that's so crazy like again that one's a, a special case because it's a special like edition yeah. but like this is just the standard Switch Lite like you didn't have the a Pokemon one like you didn't have a specialty one they could have just taken it back done some kind of factory refurb and well, then just give you one. Do I do now. <laughs> oh yeah, you have a new color now. Oh no, you got the Pokemon one. Oh, you got one. the Pokemon one. I got the Pokemon one. Okay, so did you really have a dead pixel or is this just your half-ass excuse to get the Pokemon so light what did you and do justify with the other it? One? Uh, well, I was in there and I was like staring at the dead pixel, fuming, uh, having it infect every part of my like thought process. Mm-hmm. It has uh, the vengeful haunting, god Haunting was. my dreams. Uh <laughs> Just mocking me at every chance it could. Of course, of course. Uh, So I decided I went on eBay to see what used Switch lights were selling for. And it must be because the holidays are coming up. They were selling, a used one was still selling for like $180. So you just sold it for $180? Well, I sold it for $160. Did you say there was a dead pixel? Yeah. So I just, I mean, I, you know, I put a picture and it was just like, look, it's barely noticeable as long as you're not a person who has a obsessive, you know... 
compulsive. Yeah. As long as you don't have the all-seeing eye <laughs> yeah. that the god of video games does. I'm sure you will not notice it at all. It took me three months to notice it in the first place. Well, I, well you don't know when it started. It might have been since the beginning, but it also might have just... You might have, like, bumped it in your bag. And... I mean, it also took me... I mean, even... Oh, yeah, I guess that's possible. Um, but, I mean, even even playing Pokemon, it took me, like, a week to notice that it was there. Kind of thing. So, I just put it up there for 160 bucks. Uh, turned around, bought the new Pokemon one uh, for $200. Huh. So, I was like, alright. So, like, 40 bucks, I get rid of the dead pixel. I get the fancy new one, yeah. which I really like this one a lot. Because uh, I prefer the like the colored controller buttons on it. That yeah, it, it does look really nice. Just the standard white ones. Uh, I actually am a fan of the gray. I still, I don't really care about having the Pokemon on the back. Oh, it has. But even when you were holding it up, I couldn't really see that it had Pokemon. Yeah, on yeah, it's, it's very they are, light. They are barely noticeable. Yeah, which is nice because that's. I also don't really care to have them on the back. But yeah, you don't I mean, need this it is to like, be like super ostentatious or anything like that. Well, and also like if you're playing it, like you yeah, can't you know, really see it anyway. Yeah, you don't yeah. care. But yeah, I like the. I, I mean, that's. I was gonna wait for this. I'm glad I didn't, obviously, but it does look really nice. Yeah, the gray color I think is actually uh, pretty good. It's almost like old Game Boy gray. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and I thoroughly checked it. Uh, no dead pixels on this one. Okay. For now. Did you load up like a, an entirely white page on like an internet? Browser I mean, when you turn it, your uh, when your switch on, it turns on to like an entirely white page. Uh, yeah. The like startup page is pretty much all white with just the, the like home screen logo in the center of it. Okay. Um, so, uh, so I got that, uh, and then continued to play more Pokemon, uh, with it. Now, how are your thoughts a week plus in now? Cause when we talked last week, you liked it, but it wasn't kind of what you were hoping for in terms of difficulty and, you know, it wasn't as akin to the older ones as you were hoping. How do you feel now? A week uh, later? still the same pretty okay. much, but still enjoying it. I've, I've never been more like frustrated and enthralled with a game at the same exact time because i am very frustrated with everything that i was talking about and more stuff keeps getting added like as i get farther and farther the game uh i've noticed more things that have been like casualified uh, as i get to go along like um all of your um in in the old games there were things where you had to teach certain pokemon abilities in order to like progress farther in the game so you had to teach a pokemon swim you had to teach a pokemon fly uh rock break cut all those things all that stuff has pretty much been removed from the game um which like i can understand why they did it it is something that does uh kind of inhibit you as you play the older games Mm -hmm. because you have to like sacrifice a move on your pokemon in order to, you know, be able to progress through the game. So, like, I can kind of understand why they do that. Uh, but it still is just, like, another thing where I'm like, oh, it just kind of just makes it more easy. Like, part of the fun was figuring out the best way to design a team that is functional as well as good in combat. Yeah. Uh, and that's been taken out of this one. Like, you, you know, right away early in the game, you get the ability to just fly to any of the like previous towns. Whereas later on in the game... Uh, flight was an ability that you like had to teach a Pokemon. Yeah. This one is just like okay, you can just kind of go anywhere wherever you want, kind of thing. As long as you've already been there. Yeah. I do like that though, especially with the Wild Zone. You don't have to walk through all of the like areas that you've been before just to get to the Wild Zone. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I I can understand why they do these things, but just as a person who's been playing the games for twenty five years, I just look at it going like eh, it just it takes like part of the strategy and the challenge out of it. 
I don't think it does, though. Like, I think it just encourages the game to be more playable as opposed to more of a struggle in certain areas. Yeah, but I like the struggle part of it. Um, so, there, and there's just constantly, like, other things like that that I keep coming across. Uh, Escape ropes are not consumable anymore. Mm-hmm. You can just, you can leave a cave at any time. Yeah. Also, uh, caves, like, are nothing now. I used to, like, hate going into caves in the old Pokemon games because everything was grass. Now just, like, the, the road. Yeah, now it's just the road. And, like, you can encourage, like, you can encounter Pokemon, but they're still visible before you encounter them. Which is another thing that I still do not like, the being able to see the Pokemon. Um, I don't like that because half the time they're more powerful than you can, like, in, like you have to run away from them about half of the time. Well, and, 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 you know, part of it for me, going back to the, making the things easier, like, now when I'm trying to catch Pokemon, I just kind of run around and wait for a Pokemon that I want to pop up and then run over and fight it, whereas before you had to just run around in the grass hoping that that Pokemon would eventually show up. Yeah. It does reduce the amount of, like, needless fighting that you have, but it was also a good way of, like, leveling up your Pokemon, and it kind of gave you a reason to really stick around in an area. You know, I remember going through the woods in the early, like, Pokemon... Um, blue games, the, the the first like forest, hoping for that five percent chance that you know, Pikachu will show up. Oh mm-hmm. yeah, because yeah, uh, early could, on in the game. Yeah, it was like right in the first forest area that you mm-hmm. could get into. Whereas now I just kind of like sit there and run around in a circle waiting for a Pokemon to appear outside of the grass, and then go like, all right, that's the one I wanted. Go over and grab it. Um, but like I said, I'm still also deeply enthralled with the game like, yeah i just kind of keep wanting to keep playing it because no matter all of my gripes that i have the mere act of like catching and leveling up and training the pokemon mm-hmm. is still great to me and i yeah. still feel great doing it so like i could sit there and like grumble while doing it but i am grumbling while spending five hours straight playing the game like going all right like let me put this guy over here let me this uh, so who don't want to add my team what guy do i want to level up kind of thing so like I'm still really liking it. No matter how much I want to complain, I still love the game. Yeah. So it's, it's like I said, I'm like very frustrated and enthusiastic about the game at the same time. Mm-hmm. It's a very weird position that I find myself in. Right. Mean, that's good though. I guess that like there's frustration. I mean, I guess it's not the fun kind of frustration, like difficult game frustration. It's not Sekiro frustration. Yeah. Where like the challenge is the fun. Um, but uh, yeah, I like still still enjoying it, even though I want to do no, do nothing but complain about it the entire time I'm playing it. Well, because yeah, ultimately at the end of the day, it's still Pokemon. It's still, it's still Pokemon. Pokemon. It's yeah. just slightly easier, mm-hmm. I guess. Like in instances, because I still am having difficulty in some battles, but like it's just different. It's harder in a different way now. Yeah, and I guess like one of my like main problems I kind of have with it is not even the game itself's fault. It's like an an expectation kind of thing. Whereas, um, as of right now, with all of the games that have gotten like a new version on the Switch, mm-hmm. uh, you know, like Breath of the Wild and Mario Odyssey, they've all really felt like huge steps up yeah, in terms they, of the quality game. They change the game. Like in a significant way while maintaining the core elements of it, mm. which I think is good and what you want for new versions on this new like hybrid console. Yeah, I don't feel like this one has achieved that nearly as much as other like new games that have come out for the Switch. Um, 
like it does look significantly better. The I like the like the character models all look great. Uh, the environments all look great. I don't think the environments in the wild zone look good. No, they look pretty terrible actually. Like mm-hmm. a lot of times, I look at it going like, "This looks like a Nintendo sixty four game over anything else." Um, it's also the most generic thing ever. Yeah, and this it's just, just it's like just trees and grass just thrown around randomly. Yeah. and the environment effects look terrible. Like just randomly starts raining but like it doesn't actually it just puts like a rain effect over the screen <laughs> instead of like actually looking like it's raining and then you'll like walk from like one place where it's snowing into another place and all of a sudden it's like a, a sandstorm yeah and all it did it all it did was just go from like a blue shading over it to a brown shading over it with just like oh that is different yeah <laughs> <laughs> um so it it, it feels like they had a lot more planned for the wild zone. I feel like that was going to be the thing that was going to be the big step up, but they didn't have time or something. I don't know. It just feels incredibly unfinished. Hmm. Um, And which is that, that's that would have been like one of the Pokemon games I would have wanted to see. Like if they had done more of a much more open world Pokemon game or something. Yeah. Yeah. Something along that line. It seems weird that you went and like you made big giant open world expansive Zelda. Then you made big, giant not open world but like 3d mario and it's weird that you then didn't go that big scale they're trying to though yeah because they did say that like the wild zone is like a half of the breath of the wild map so it's like pretty massive in scale it doesn't feel like it well because everything looks the same so there's no like distinguishing factors to be like oh i i feel like i've traveled a great distance where it's like i feel like i just went around in a circle because like there's a tree and there's a tree and all the trees look the same yeah so, but yeah, I mean, if they had gone and made this big thing, like that, they were it seemed like they were trying to, given their ambition, um, it would have felt like that probably. Mm-hmm. But it's a shame. Now, how are you feeling a week later, John? I still like it. I'm not as down on it as Joe is. Mm-hmm. Um, I do like, like I think like the escape rope thing. I was just like, oh come on. But then I got into the the cave and I was just like, I don't really care anyway. Um, I do have like minor gripes about it. You can buy new uniforms. So, like, when you're in gym battles, like, you, like, wear a uniform like you're, a, you know, like, a sports player or something like that. Yeah. And you can buy different uniforms that are based on, like, the types of Pokemon. And the steel one looks like a fucking, like, robot or, like, a mecha or something like that. I, I wear like, the poison one. And I was like, dope. So, I bought it. But you don't, you can't use them. Like, they're, they're you, outfits for the outside of the world. Like, yeah. You they're can... not, they're not uniforms for battling in oh that's the point like i would think and that's what i thought yeah and i was like looked it up online and like the first sentence i saw of like the the first article was just like yes we know like this seems Mm -hmm. like an overstep but you can only wear them in the overworld and i was like what the what's the point you can only buy them in the gym and they make a big show of you like walking out into the battlefield wearing your like pokemon they even ask you to put your number on it like they're like what number do you want to be on the back of your your jersey that's so weird but you can't use the ones that you buy and I was just like, oh, that's so lame. But I'm having a... Th- it just, it seems so weird, like, when you're wearing the uniform in the overworld, just, like, walking around the town, and you go up to g- enter into one of these battles. To change into a different and uniform? And they're like, all right, get, go get in your uniform. I'm like, I'm wearing my uniform. And they're like, no, 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 get in the bland, plain one. Yeah. <laughs> and then walk out on the onto the giant soccer field that's not an actual soccer field. Now, <laughs> it's a football pitch? Uh, yeah. Yes. Are you able to go back and redo gyms once you've beat them? You can play gyms as many, as many times as you want. Okay, so I'm, is this a thing that maybe once you like beat the game and are now like a Pokemon master, that that's like a new game plus kind of 
perk that i know of I mean, okay i wasn't sure if in your research they're like yeah it sucks that you can't do it during the normal game because it seems like you should be able to but once you beat the game any gyms you go back into you'll be able to because now you're like this super awesome trainer who has earned the right to wear these cool yeah. jerseys. I think it's really just for, um, you can take a picture for like your Pokemon card or like trainer card or whatever. And it's just for that. So like, yeah. so like and they're you... expensive too. Like they're 18,000 poke again or whatever it is. Like that's not a real world money of... though, right? No. Okay. Um, <sighs> I mean, if if this is a yen equivalent, that's 180 bucks. Like, yeah, which is what like a, a jersey would cost, like a nice official like jersey. Right, so, but like, when that po- makes... when pokeballs themselves are 100, you know, like that's they're a buck a piece. Yeah. Um. So like that's a small gripe, but like I'm having tons of fun doing the online stuff, although it's still a bit wonky. Like, there's those max raid battles where like four other people, or well, you and three other people can fight a giant Pokemon in the Wildlands. Mm-hmm. Um. But, like, you can go, and Joe and I played one um, last week, and we talked about it briefly, and I was just trying to, like, go and play with other randos, and, like, you can go, and you hit, like, the Y button to open up communications, like, Y communications, and then they leave little tags on the right, and you have to search specifically for max raid battles, and every time I've ever gone in, the second one pops up, it's always full. So, like, like... You can go and fight with other people, but I haven't ever had the option to. And every time I walk to the Wildlands and see one, there's always, like, three people standing around each of them. And I'm like, oh, like, I'll join in. And they're always full. So I'm like... Have you tried making your own and having people yeah, join it? Yeah, I've tried making my own plenty of times. Because I tried doing that and nobody joined. And nobody joins. Yeah, so I don't know what the deal is. Um, but there's also, like, um, there's a thing called surprise trade where you can just, like put up a Pokemon for trade and somebody else who also wants to put up a random Pokemon for trade and you don't know what you're getting and you get it back in. And I've done it four times and each time has been like something different and something like worth getting. And Better the last, than what you were giving up? Well, like I was just giving up like the, the double of the thing that I had yeah, gotten yeah. in the area. Um, and so I didn't get any like crappy, like first, you know, area Pokemon. Yeah. And the last thing I got was the um, uh, Galarian Ponyta, which is like the rainbow Pokemon. Oh Ponyta, yeah, yeah, yeah. we talked about before. Um, and it was like from a like player in Japan, and those Sick. traded ones have their original name, and then in the top right corner it says what country they came from or like what language the the of country. Yeah, yeah. So like it said like JPN, and apparently I got like a Spanish Mokino um, or whatever the little mouse is. Oh uh, yeah, Mincino. Mincino, yeah. So like I'm loving that, and then I decided to like be like a nicer person instead of just giving them the shit that I didn't want anymore. Uh-huh. So I started catching the, um, uh, Latina. What, what are the ones with the, um, uh, lily pads on their heads? There's oh, low toads, low toads. Yeah. And those are only in shield. So I just caught like a shitload of You're those. You're just trying to get the ones that might be exclusive to your game. Right. So I'm like, yeah, Oh, well, that's I'll, a nice thing to do. I will, yeah. I will trade these because if they're in shield and they'd get them, then that's fine. But like, if they, if I'm training with somebody and they have sword, this is not something that they can get. So, yeah. like, I'm just going to be as nice as possible yeah. from now on. And I got, like, a few things back that I didn't want. But for the most part, it was all stuff I didn't have yet. So I'm loving that aspect of it. Nice. I'm never going to keep those, I don't think, because I'm weird and OCD. And I want, like, the original trainer name to be me yeah. and not somebody way. else's. Um, but then I also got to, like, the area with the eggs that you can, the like, breeder. put to it. Yeah. And I put, like, two Eevees in just because I had two Eevees on hand. 
and then like walked around for two seconds, came back, and they're like, "Oh, they have an egg ready." And I was like, "Damn, that was fast." Evie to be horny. Yeah, you know. Whereas it. like in the, the other games, like you have to walk around a, a sustain like a substantial amount of time. It well, it depends on the Pokemon that you put in. Sometimes they take a lot longer. Sometimes they don't. The, oh. When you talk to them, they'll tell you like how well the Pokemon get along. And depending on the answer that you get will mean how long it'll take them to make an egg. Gotcha. Um, there's Clearly, also... Eevee's got along real well. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Eevee and Eevee, they love each other. You know Also, f- uh, female Eevees are hard to get, so uh, apparently the one that you get from um, Let's Go Eevee's female. Those ones don't evolve, though, right? No, but I don't I don't care. I mean, mm-hmm. it's just it's just uh, mating fodder. Yeah, so now you can just breed more and more Eevees with it. I just wanted a bunch because I want all the... Well, careful. The longer you leave them in the box, they evolve. Like they level up. Um, but if they level up and le- learn a skill, uh, you won't. They won't learn it. No. Well, they've been in there since yesterday. Hmm. Fucking since yesterday. <laughs> um, but there's also a thing that like you can send Pokemon's out on missions. Mm-hmm. So like it, I think Assassin's Creed had that, and some other games where like you can send out like your other people um, yeah. to like go do stuff. Mobile kind of, like, games. Mobile have, yeah, mobile games have that. Um, and you can send them out for a certain amount of time, and then they'll come back with a ton of experience. And I thought that was cool because, like, they get tons of experience. So, like, I'm, I set them out all day because I'm at work, you know, like, and then I sleep the other eight hours. Mm-hmm. Um, and when they came back, they had, like, 1,500 experience, which is a pretty damn substantial chunk. So, like, they they level up pretty quickly that way. Nice. Um, so, I'm, like, like, 12 hours or so, which is a lot. But I'm kind of in Joe's boat where it's, like, it's not great, but just want to go home and play more pokemon yeah nice yeah um i played more star wars this week uh in addition to obviously stadia which stadia, didn't come out yeah. till thursday um but i played a bunch more star wars um really enjoying it still uh the only kind of gripe that i really had with it this week is the planet of kashik as a whole looks awful like it cannot render uh, all those trees uh, all of the Wookiees look like PS2. Ugh. Like, the hair is terrible. And I thought, like, because the first time I got to Kashyyyk, uh, the Wookiee home planet, I had left it on. Like, I had just put it in rest mode and then, like, came back to it. And I'm like, oh, I'm wondering if there's, like, some weird hang-up where, like, it it's wasn't like, able to load properly. It's not processing the, yeah, because, like, put it on hold. Yeah, because I didn't load it up correctly. Um, but then when I circled back to it, I was like, oh, no, it actually just looks like junk. Like, yeah and it, it made it it kind of took me out of it and made it hard to like cease because like stuff would clip in like trees and branches and stuff would like clip in because it just like for whatever reason it just couldn't render weird um but like there's one planet uh i also don't really like how it seems like there's only the four planets and then you just bounce in between them like i kind of wanted more of a sprawling space adventure as opposed to like four planet adventure <laughs> yeah go to zepho then go to kashik turns out that thing you need it's back on zepho and i'm like is it though like uh... and like granted you go back to these places i think there are at least i know of at least one more planet oh okay yeah yeah so far i've just gotten the I'm on, I, yeah i'm just on the floor myself right now but i do know that there is another planet I mean, the um, good thing is, is that like you get new skills as you progress through the game, as you so get you like go back and... more in tune with the force. So there are areas that you can now go that you couldn't go before that introduce some new things and like kind of makes it seem like it is a new place, but still the aesthetic is more or less the same. 
um which is just kind of a bummer but yeah. i'm still like super enjoying it um the story is so so i'm not really here for that i'm here for the lightsaber combat and the exploration and it nails that 100 percent um there's some cool things that have been unearthed throughout the story, which like we're still not going to get into spoilers yet because I don't know how far you are, but uh, and I honestly don't even remember really how far I am. Uh, at this I'm point. done with Kashyyyk. Uh, I went back to Zepho. Yeah, I think I just hundred percented Kashyyyk, hmm. and now I'm on to the next thing that I have. Whatever plan I have to go back to. Oh no, I went back to Dathomir. Ah uh, yes. Um, so that's where I am right now. Uh, but I'm like I'm still having a great time with it. It's mm-hmm. still super fun. I'm in Star Wars mode, like. 100%. So, uh, yeah, I not really much more I can say about it yet. I, I don't know how the ending will turn out. I don't know. I still haven't unlocked. Have you unlocked a lot of extra lightsaber colors? Because I'm still only oh, just. Oh, well, that comes to what I was talking about with the another planet. Because I did look up, um, and apparently you find the lightsaber colors on another planet. Gotcha. Where I guess uh, maybe it's like the Kyber Crystal Mine. Kind maybe. Of, which I, I felt kind of disappointing because you find all of the other colors on another planet. Yeah. Um, and I would have preferred them to be like more scattered about yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, because I have two saying, right like, now. Yeah, I have three because I had the one that came with the collection. Okay, edition. yeah, okay. Um, but yeah, the other four are all on one planet, apparently. Gotcha. That's which, kind of a bummer. Yeah, which I think I was just like, oh no, like spread them out. Like if there's just four planets or four other planets, put one on each planet and make it like a super complex thing you have to do to get it. Yeah, or it's something where like you can't get it the first time you visit. You have yeah. to get the double jump and you have to get like swim or whatever mm-hmm. to be able to get it uh, so i'm kind of bummed about that because every time i go and find one of those boxes and it says like new lightsaber and i'm like crystal is it a crystal oh it's just another like sleeve yeah cool uh one thing i did find funny because we were talking about last week how every time you open a box the robot jumps in and he's constantly surprised by the fact that the robot's going to jump in and look for this thing when you find, like, you get the ability to swim. Have you gotten swim yet? Yeah. Uh, so when you go to swim and you open a box underwater, uh, at least for me, the robot doesn't jump off his back, but it still does the animation of lid closes, box shakes, lid opens, and then you have the item. But, like, the robot is there on your back the so whole time. So I just time. didn't bother making a different animation? I don't know if it's, like, a glitch or something, but... Like... I, I did notice that... Um... We I don't we didn't talk about it on the podcast. I, I think we were talking about it just uh, while you were playing it. Um, how he like acts surprised every yeah. time the robot jumps in there, and I'm like, okay, this is like the fortieth boxer you've opened. Why yeah. are you still surprised? Yeah. Uh, finally, he started now. Like at this point in the game, when he opens, he's like, go on, BD. Like I know you yeah. want to do it. Like so, it has like recognized that his this thought a... process would change as the time goes on he's now changed like reacting to it differently took a little too long though it did take <laughs> yeah. way too long it should have been after the second box yeah, or yeah. third yeah. you're like oh I guess this is just how we're gonna do things here that makes sense but uh, when he finally started going like there you go buddy like I know you wanna go in there yeah. I was like oh, finally <laughs> like yeah cause that's what you would do like cause a droid is you know essentially a pet so I mean the thing acts like a dog yeah so but like or like a cat like how many times have you had an animal where like they walk over and you have like a blanket on and you're like, okay, I know you want to go in here. So like I lift this up and you can go do that with my cat every night. Yeah. It's the same thing. Uh, but with a robot, a robot. Hmm. So it is good that yes, he is now being like, all right, cool. Go get the thing. That's probably in there. Yeah. I'm surprised there aren't empty ones. Like there should be ones that are like on your path that are just empty and be like, huh, nothing in this one. Weird. 
Yeah. Somebody already got the crap out of here. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we don't know, like, this ancient, uh, this ancient fucking planet, nobody's bothered to open this box this entire time. Yeah. The other and weird... take out this ky- kyber crystal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The other weird thing that takes me out of it a little bit is that, like, there are places now that I'm getting to that I needed, like, force powers and, like, Jedi maneuvers to get to, and I get there, and they're just stormtroopers there. Yeah, and there's I'm, like, random people that... Yeah. I mean, I guess technically there is the back route that I unlock at the end of it, but then, like, I still had to do a double... Ch- like, it and just like, seems weird. the wall. Yeah. It- I always said that to, to Joe about, like, Castlevania games and stuff. I'm like, I had to fly up here. Like, how how did you get here? Yeah. Also, how do you get down? <laughs> like, yeah. Or do you live here forever? <laughs> I thought I was thinking the exact same thing while I was playing this game, because I, like, went into a place, which it was on um, Zepho, and, like, you... You know, you bust through the wall and you walk in and you, you thought it was a giant, like, statue, but it was, like, filled with electronics on the inside and you, yeah. like, comments on that. But, like, you had to, like, jump up all the stuff to get to, like, a button to hit the switch to, like, activate the door kind of thing. And I was like, what is a normal person doing? Yeah. <laughs> you know, they walk in like, oh, I gotta open that door. Uh, climb up onto this box and then yeah. climb up onto this box. Yeah. Uh, I have enjoyed that the puzzles have been getting a little harder. Like, there are definitely some things where, like, I just didn't. It didn't click for me. Oh, like, yeah. I spent a while on one of them before. Um, which is cool. So I like the fact that even though I'm going back to these planets and I'm, like, you know, revisiting the same environments, they are changing it up enough to where I'm like, oh, okay, this this is new. It and feels this is like different. it would be ramped up as opposed yeah, to Yeah, exactly, which is good. Stuff. The difficulty of the enemies is more or less the same, which is understandable. Um, but the the fact that the puzzles are a little bit harder and some of the places that you have to get to are a little less out of a little more out of the way uh, than they were previously so you have to kind of really do some hunting uh, though I did get very frustrated because I was at I was trying to clear up Kashyyyk on my second playthrough and I was at like ninety six percent in one area and I just could not find the like echo the or hallway thing. or thing that I needed to get uh, because it was like it just wasn't in an angle that I had been looking to where, like, I just didn't see the, like, hole in the wall that I needed to figure out how to get into. Mm. Where I was just like, oh, motherfucker, I just want to get this 100%ed because it's the last thing I need to do on this fucking planet. Yeah. Uh, the worst planet in the game. I just want to be done with it. <laughs> Why can't I find this one last echo? This is bullshit. I hate it. Um, so I've had to look up a couple of things, but for the most part, I've just been kind of powering through. Did you f- uh, fight the giant spider? Yes. I've fought several giant oh, spiders. Oh, okay. I didn't know if that was like a, a the one from the demo. I've fought several giant spiders, and every time they freak me out because I hate spiders. I know, and that's I why hate I was, game that's spiders what I'm saying. Like, especially because they always jump out of it? nowhere. Because like you're just yeah. you're like walking along, and then all of a sudden it's like mini cutscene of the spider jumping into attack you, and I'm always just like motherfucker. <laughs> that's <laughs> right. I forgot about skin, our uh, skin farm crawling point, uh, experience. Your what? The Farpoint experience. Oh, yeah, yeah, no. VR. And that was even worse because it was VR. <laughs> Terrible. Yeah, no, I hate video game spiders. They're almost as bad as real spiders. <laughs> Somehow worse because I have to deal with them and they're stronger than me. Where, like, real spiders, I just slap a paper towel or whatever against them and murder them in cold blood. But these ones have powers <laughs> and are bigger than me. So they scare me even more. Uh, all right, that'll do it then for what we've been playing. So we'll jump now into the lightning round. Not lightning round for this week. Uh, where we talk about things that uh, I don't think anyone ever thought would happen, though it's not quite what they were hoping to happen uh, in the fact that we got the announcement of a new Half-Life game. 
It's not Half-Life 3, what? so... Well, no, we're not even waiting for Half-Life 3. We're waiting for Half-Life 2 Part 3. Oh, I... The, well, the half- joke is always Half-Life 3 confirmed. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, but they never finished Half-Life 2. Yeah, yeah, yeah we never got Half-Life, Half-Life 2 Episode 2 was 3. episodic, and they yeah. only did Episode 1, 2, and they never put out Episode 3. Yeah. So it's not the Half-Life game everyone was hoping for, but New Half-Life is good? I mean, it is... It is good i i I do agree with you in the sense that i'm sure people are like well fuck but like are you ever gonna finish that game it it, to me i kind of looked at i was like oh this feels like almost salt in the wound kind of of saying like hey you know how everybody's been waiting for a new half-life game here's a vr spinoff yeah and that's what it is it's a a vr uh half-life game called half-life alex uh where you play as alex vance who's a character prominent in all all the half-life games or Mm -hmm. half-life 2 two sequels her father was prominent in the first game i believe i've never actually played half-life yeah owner so. of vance refrigeration yes yeah bob vance. Yeah, yeah yeah bob vance her dad <laughs> <laughs> um but uh yeah it is a new full-blown vr half-life game uh the trailer looked really really good mm-hmm. uh, i was not surprised at this coming because when they were showing off their valve index they showed off a game called boneworks which was very clearly half-life <laughs> Yeah, they even said in one of the reveals this week that like they didn't set out to make a new Half-Life game, uh, but they certainly slapped the name on something, so... That's kind of the way they work, though. Yeah, I mean, like, Portal wasn't meant to be Portal, it was something else that they just slapped a different I mean, name on. I think every on part of Orange Box was... Something else that... Yeah. Yeah. Because they have Gary's Mod, and like, people make things in Gary's Mod, and they're like, oh, that's nice, we'll just throw our name on it and publish it for yeah, you. There you go. Yeah, I mean, that's what, uh, like, um, Left 4 Dead came from. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's where Portal came from. Yeah. Um, but uh, the, the trailer looked really, really good. Uh, I don't know how much of it is actual gameplay and how much of it is uh, bullshot. Yeah. Um, but uh, from what I saw, it looked really good. Uh, it certainly hyped up people for the Valve Index, which, like, jumped right up to the top of the sales charts afterwards. That's their VR headset? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, they did say it, it will work on everything. PC, yeah, yeah. Uh, VR compatible. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Rift. Um, yeah, it is PC. working with uh, Oculus and... The uh, Oculus Quest also. Once not you, the Quest. No, it, it is with the Quest once you, the PC like, oh, plug-in yeah, the, cable the, ma- yeah, is, yeah. is made available. Because mm-hmm. you can just play it right in Steam with any of the Steam compatible VR headsets. So you don't need the the index, but I'm sure that'll be the best way to play it because it'll be specifically geared towards it. Yeah. Uh, and of course, this like sparked up people asking, like, all right, if you're putting out a, a Half-Life 1, are we going to get a Portal VR? Are we going to be getting a Left 4 Dead VR? Portal, oh, man, VR, Portal would VR would be bonkers. Yeah, yeah be and that was the one where they were kind of like, we're not going to say no. Yeah. <laughs> Although that one I'd be really afraid of, like, motion sickness because oh, if you're like falling through I already get portals motion sickness kind of plans that game in general so now doing it in vr ooh. yeah that would be the worry like do we put a lot of money to this and then no one can play it because there's some vomiting of the... well yeah because some of the puzzles in portal require you to like go through a bunch of portals and then change where you're going and then like kind of like boost yourself up and gain yeah. speed and momentum yeah. if you're doing that in vr holy fuck well like, i'm sure they would have ready. to like tame them down for yeah but like, then is that the portal that you want? Well, so but like, like Super Hot was a completely different game. True. The, the VR version was a completely different game for the, the, mm-hmm. the console version. So like Portal VR could just be more puzzles, but not ones that you had to fall really fast for. Yeah. 
so uh, Half-Life Alex will be coming out uh, March of next year, which seems really sudden Yeah. Uh, for a game that just got announced. Yeah, but at the same time, it's clearly a thing that they were working on and then, you know, changed it around to be a Half-Life thing to, mm. like, put it out. So we don't know how long this game's been in development under codename something else. Well, like I said, uh, they, they showed off, when they first announced the, the thing, the um, Valve Index, they showed off a game called Boneworks that they were working on, yeah. uh, which was very clearly Half-Life. Like, it had, instead of head crabs, it had little robot crabs that, like, they were the bashing with a, a crowbar. It's like, okay, very clearly we know what's going on here. Yeah. You're not fooling anybody. Yeah. Um, so it, it does seem like they just kind of like slapped a coat of paint on that. Uh, Boneworks itself is also still coming out. So they clearly just repurposed stuff from Boneworks into this one. Now they're, they're going to release both of them. Um, uh, so it'll be coming out, like I said, on March of 2020. Uh, it will play on the Valve Index, HTC Vive, Oculus Rift, and Windows Mixed Reality, which I don't even know what that one is. Never heard of it. Yeah, I, I f- is that what HoloLens is called now? I mean, Hololens isn't a VR headset. No, it's, it's a an mixed... augmented reality headset. Yeah, but I did. But did they change the name of it to mixed reality thing? Like, because I don't quite know. I don't know. I've never heard of mixed reality. It might just be their own crappy headset that they popped out and no one really cared about. Yeah, like their version of cardboard. Yeah, maybe. Um, but um, I don't know. Like, like I said, the trailer what I saw. Uh, I'm still skeptical if it's going to look as good as it did. It looked like really good for a VR game of anything that I've seen so far. Um, I have been very tempted by the um, Valve Index. Mm-hmm. Uh, their like knuckle controller that they have, the one that can actually like register your finger movements and stuff, looks really cool. Um, but I, I, it's a thousand dollar headset. Good lord! And you'd need a computer. Yeah, so it's just a thousand dollars for like the headset and the controller, and then Another also 2, you need a high end ass yeah. fucking computer to play it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure there's people out there that are willing to spend that much. I'm just not willing to spend that much right now. Mm-hmm. That's fair. Mm. So it looks like mixed reality is a platform of VR, not a headset of VR. Gotcha. Oh. So there are mixed reality like capable headsets. Yeah. Oh. There you go. Nice. Uh, lightning round. Well, it's a new year, uh, which means uh, we get a new version of Street Fighter because I think that's just how it works. Is every year there's some new version of Street Fighter, uh, and so we've got the newest version. Uh, and I don't remember what the name of it is. So, Joe, why don't you tell us what that is? It is Street Fighter Five Champion Edition. Oh, which I don't even know how many versions of Street Fighter Five there have been at this point. I think this is probably the third. I think it might be the fourth. Uh, but, I mean, yep, Capcom is doing the Capcom thing by re-releasing the same game for the 40th fucking time. Uh, so, Street Fighter V Champion Edition will be coming out on February 14th. Uh, it's going to have 40 characters this time around, 34 stages, and over 200 costumes. So, it'll basically be combining all of the DLC things that you could have gotten on the other ones into one game. Um, so, you're going to have a ton of variety for all the different characters you have. Uh, it also introduces a new mechanic to the game called V-Skill uh, 2. Um, I don't really know much about Street Fighter personally, so I don't know what that really means. Uh, and then also, uh, their main villain of the game, uh, Gil, will now be playable in the game. Well, there you go. Yeah. There's this only is... two other versions. Yeah, this is the third version. There's really? Regular... Arcade and Championship Edition. Yeah. Hmm. I so, feel like there have been more, but I might just be blending all of the different versions of. Uh, I think you're Street thinking Fighter of all four as well, and two, and like the seventy-five different editions of two. Yeah, and then like all the you know 
Switch special editions that have the various versions of it. But yeah, Street Fighter Five only. This will be the third one. Mm. Regular and arcade preceding it. Uh, and it's only going to be $30. Yeah, that's the, that's the good thing that I like about this, is all of what are essentially Game of the Year editions, when they do this, aren't $60 every time. It's always, like, I think arcade was only 40 mm-hmm. so this is now 30 When, like, the game itself probably now, arcade probably costs 20 mm-hmm. So you're paying an extra $10 for whatever little extra content or big extra content that you're getting here. Yeah, and there'll also be an upgrade pack thing that you can mm-hmm. do to just, if you have just a copy of Street Fighter Five or Street Fighter Five Arcade, you can upgrade it and add all of the additional content Yeah, uh, without having to buy a whole new game. So you can just upgrade the one you have to this one. That's nice. Yeah. Mm. Uh, all right. A lightning round. Speaking of new additions of old games, uh, we got a rumor out of Capcom this week um, that Joe, one of your favorite games, it might get the remake treatment as well. Uh, yeah. Uh, and something that I don't think is really much of a surprise nope. considering how well the last one did. Crazy Taxi? Oh. Uh, if that's only. not Capcom. Yes, it is. It, yeah. oh, no, it's Sega. Sorry. Yeah, Sega. Uh, but if only like I would kill for a new crazy taxi that'd be sick me yeah. too especially like in today's culture of like Uber and Lyft ooh like yeah. how is crazy, there not crazy ride share yeah crazy ride share <laughs> you can call it whatever company you want but it's essentially the same thing and like imagine the people you'd pick up now like imagine all like the drunk party people yeah you gotta avoid like, like people puking in your car yeah yeah. yeah if you drive too fast people puke in your car and you get the ducks like are you, saying, yeah, you, you can have this one. Out and stuff. You can have this one for free, guys. Just let us let us pay to Joe's got to say it first, though. Oh yeah, all that stuff. Well, he <laughs> said he said, said uh, yeah, I'd kill for a uh, uh, a new crazy taxi, crazy yeah. rideshare. Yeah, he said crazy rideshare. He okay. said it right here on the air, so that yeah. means it's going to happen. Yeah. Uh, and then the other thing that uh, would would be coming out that I'm looking forward to because I really like the other one would be uh, Resident Evil Three remake, mm-hmm. Resident Evil Three Nemesis. Yeah, that was kind of bound to happen anyway. That's what we were saying. Yeah. It, it, it is not much a surprise considering how well the Resident Evil 2 remake did. But didn't they straight up say, like, after, like, if Resident Evil 2 does well, we'll make it the third one? Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, part of me kind of thinks, like, okay, I really like Resident Evil 2, uh, the, the remake. Yeah. I, I would absolutely be down for Resident Evil 3 remake. Well, what happens to Resident Evil 8? Like, I feel like that's still being worked on. Because they it's were a different dev. Yeah, I feel like that's just a different splinter or group like, yeah, within the part of the team. Yeah, it's a different team within the same dev. I, w- I would hope so because you know I do really enjoy like the Resident Evil Four like remake thing that they're doing with these ones. Yeah, but I also I still really enjoyed the first person part of Resident Evil Seven. Yeah. Um. So I'd be kind of a, like a, it'd be a shame if they just kind of you know put that on the back burner like put it aside just so they could focus on making these remakes of the other ones well like seven was reviewed really well yeah. it sold really well mm-hmm. like i think that well not as good as resident Evil 2 remake did though well no so but i are sitting there going to yourselves like okay which one should we focus on this one that sold like gangbusters and everybody really enjoyed or this one that was like still popular but people were like all right it's cool but it's different yeah so we're a little like standoffish of it but like, but they didn't take a like they didn't lose money. No, on, no, it was still a seven. successful game. Yeah. yeah, so I think that they know that if they play their cards right, they can do that split of one team works on eight and one team works on three remake. And I mean, granted, that's the best case scenario for the fans, but I also think that that's a viable reason. Like mm-hmm. that's a viable option for the company. Mm. 
So. But, uh, I mean, in the Resident Evil 2 remake, when they did that and they did the Mr. X, like, chasing you stuff, the X gonna give it to you, yeah. chasing you around <sighs> school, or the, the police station, uh, I can't imagine how intense it's gonna be once it's Nemesis, Nemesis. chasing after yeah. you now, as opposed to him fucking with the fucking bazooka rocket launcher mm-hmm. and his fucking tentacle arms and shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, man, I'm gonna In be 4K, 60 frames a second. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's gonna be great. They're also making that, uh, Four-player Kevin in the Woods game. Hmm? Project whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah. The, like, 1v5 Resident Evil game. Oh, shit. I forgot about that. Yeah. You're, that's understandable. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there was a beta out for it, and I was going to sign up for it, and then I forgot about it, just like Joe did. Yeah. Again, not it, not um, out of the realm of possibility. It's like Project something <laughs> or other, isn't it? Right? Yeah. I think, it, I think that's what it's called. Project? Yeah, I don't remember specifically what it's called. I don't think it has an umbrella in it, but I think it's like it's got like a pun on five people or something like that. I'm just typing in 1v5 Resident Evil and we'll see what it says. Oh, it's just showing me Resident Evil 5 Part 1. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's not there. I don't remember. It's <laughs> not Umbrella Corpse because that was the shitty first-person shooter. Uh, squad based one or uh, like multiplayer one now it's going to drive me crazy i know it's Let's driving see us the now. list of all of the resident evil games uh project resistance project resistance. resistance yeah i just saw it okay we're there i forgot about that one as well there you go uh lightning round uh we got patent leaks this week uh so we get our first look at what is presumably going to be uh the playstation 5 controller uh, and I will tell you this, guys, it looks like the PlayStation 4 controller. It doesn't look like a giant boomerang? No. No, it does not, uh, which is good. Yeah. Uh, PlayStation, Sony, the, um, they're a very, if it's not broke, don't fix it kind me, of company. Me too. <laughs> I I like that about them. Yeah. Uh, so uh, the new controller patent, uh, I mean, this is, you know, not sure that this is officially going to be what the controller looks yeah. like, but... Um, I would say, looking at the patent, and I'm, I'd be pretty confident that this is what it's going to be. Yeah, patent uh, subjects to change. Yeah, as large part, it looks exactly the same as the other one. I would say the body looks a little bit thicker. Yeah, it's a little bit, it's a little bit bulkier. Yeah. Um, uh, the big uh, difference in this one is they are removing the light bar at the top. Yeah, which um, is troublesome to me in uh, one factor. On, on the one hand, VR. I'm, yeah, exactly. On the one hand, I'm glad that it's not there because I don't like it. Mm-hmm. Or at least I don't like that I don't have the ability to turn it off, yeah. which I never, ever understood. Because it's not needed for anything but for 95% VR. 95% of the stuff that you're playing. Exactly. Uh, but for VR, it's a big deal. Uh, because if, as we've been led to believe, a PS5 will be backwards compatible and compatible with PlayStation VR, how will I be able to play some of those vr games that i can only play with controller when it can't sense the light unless there's some other thing that they've created that just isn't um like clear in the patent but not having that light bar does seem like a big glaring omission given that i should be able to play my ps4 vr games on my ps5 if that's still the case Mm. again with no actual announcement yet we don't know but that was the rumor and it seemed like that was the like the road we were heading down so i don't actually know yeah i mean i've still been kind of waiting for uh some sort of like 
PSVR 2 announcement thing mm-hmm. to come. I would have thought that would be something that would happen. I do feel like they've not put as much effort into VR. It feels like the VR game like output, the PSVR game output has kind of slowed as of lately. Yeah, but you still get it at um, the state of plays that they've been doing. Always have a bunch of VR game titles. I think it's just harder to know because they haven't been at E3 and they haven't been at Gamescom and like they haven't been at these places where they would have taken time out of their show to showcase VR games. Um, but there's still like new VR games coming out. Mm-hmm. Uh, granted, they don't get as much fanfare as like a Death Stranding or a Last of Us Two or a Days Gone or anything like that. But I think they're still well behind the the platform, which is good because this would have been the time by now they would have abandoned it if they were going to. Mm. So I think that they are still on board with it, which is good. But yeah, the missing light bar thing, um, for that one reason alone, uh, I'm kind of bummed about. But for general play time, I'm glad it's not there. Yeah. yeah, and it's entirely possible that like they will come out with maybe some sort of improved VR controller, mm-hmm. or uh, even just like a light bar that clips on and plugs in. Because hmm. uh, they did the other big change is it's USB C. Yep. Uh, which is nice because. Uh, I have USB-C for like phone and stuff, so it'll be nice to just have extra USB-C controllers around and not have to go looking for old like mini USB or micro USB uh, plugs anymore, which will be nice. Yeah. I don't like that because the Xbox is also USB, uh, micro USB, and my Bluetooth headset is also micro USB. So it's like I don't have any USB-C plugs. So I have the exact opposite issue that you do. Yeah, but you have your Switch, so this will be a, a potentially a plug that you'll be able to plug your Switch into and sit there and play on the couch if you if you want. So yeah. that's yeah. that's nice. Yeah, I have my like Switch light cable, you know, right there. You know, I have that and the the USB two yeah. or whatever the fuck it's called. Um, the, See, no, the the other one, micro, micro, yeah, micro. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Mini's what the PlayStation three controller used. Micro is what the PlayStation 4 controller uses. And the Xbox. Yeah. So I have like two cables for those. It would be kind of nice to reduce those down to just needing one cable at that point. Yep. Uh, Because I've already had the USB-C there for charging my um, Switch Lite. Mm -hmm. Um, They did say that uh, the touchpad has been remodeled, um, but just to be like a little bit more sensitive. uh, And it's going to have uh, a microphone built into it. It does now. Uh, It has a... It has, an has a speaker, speaker. Oh. Yeah. but now it's going to have an in yeah talk into gotcha microphone. oh yeah, yeah yeah there's also okay. like a weird little blip underneath the the ps home button yeah i'm not sure what that is and everything i've seen people are just like we don't know what it is it's something new yeah maybe that's where you'll plug in your little light bar sensor maybe thingy yeah uh and the triggers are bigger which is good because yeah. i'm still not very fond of the uh psvr oh. trigger or the playstation 4 triggers like Hmm? I don't like that. Every time I put my controller down, I feel like hit the triggers. Oh, that is, that is absolutely a massive problem. Yeah, so if they're making them bigger, I don't like it. It depends how the curve, like the curve of it, maybe making them bigger makes it less likely to like push in or press them when you put it well, down. Well, the problem is that they curve down. downward. Yeah. Whereas if they curved outward, yeah, they're it not would like, not happen as much. Yeah. No, if they were like gun triggers or Xbox triggers. Yeah, Xbox triggers, you had no problem. But the Xbox also has like a little guard underneath the bottom. So when you put it down, it's on that guard and not on the trigger itself yeah yeah 
Yeah, it's like anytime I like I'll start a video or something like that, and I'll go to put the controller down, and it's automatically fast forwarding. I'm like, come on. Yeah. yeah, I have a kitten that's like hyperactive as hell, and he constantly is like running around. He always jumps on my controller, and when I'm like watching something, and fucking throws everything out of whack. Uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, it it looks. That's fine. Yeah, yeah. It, it looks like you won't be, you know, uncomfortable with it. You'll, you'll know what you have in your hand no. once you get that. It's going to be familiar. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it looks like the likely evolution of the controllers that we've been playing with right. since 1996. So mm-hmm. uh, that's pretty good. I don't know when we're going to find out more about this. I, I mean, we've reached, the, we've reached past the point where they would have announced a PSX to, like, do an unveiling of. I would have thought they would have done it before the end of the year. Like, we're now at a point where we're a year out from when we assume this thing is coming. Oh, yeah. We know it exists. We know it's called the PS5. Um, but I want to see it. Like, I want to start getting the hype for the next generation. Mm. I'm not super jazzed about having to spend the rumored $500 that it's going to cost. Well, we already saw the ugly dev kits. Yeah, but, like, I I don't want to see the ugly dev kits. I want to see the pretty, pristine box what is that's what it is those dev kits are if that's what it is that's terrible granted it's going to go in an entertainment center i'm never going to have to look at it but that's a bad starting point because you want a sleek nice looking thing even if it is the most powerful thing ever in the history of consoles don't make it ugly and also like to contrast it with this controller like uh, they don't look like they would aesthetically belong to you know this thing is the controllers are very smooth and sleek and this thing is very angular and yeah like you know, I mean, the shit all over four it. is pretty angular. Yeah, but it's like simplistically angular. The, yeah, it's just the one. Like... It's the one angle in the front and the one angle in the back, and yeah. that's it. Like it's a trapezoid. So whereas that thing was like a weird V-shaped thing with yeah, yeah it like forty different wing. angles all over yeah. it. Yeah, no, thank you. Uh, all right, lightning round. Some sad news in the lightning round is we have the passing of an icon. Uh, as the creator of EverQuest died this week. Well, yes. Uh, unfortunately, uh, Brad McQuaid, uh, who is like basically the, you know, Miyamoto. <laughs> uh, he, he's the he's the guy that has changed video games in, in yeah. reality. Yeah, like, he pretty much created MMOs. Yeah, uh, he he passed away in California at the age of fifty one. Uh, I'm not really sure of what he passed away, but that's not important because no. this guy, yeah, he he really did change the world in the way that we play video games. I mean, mm-hmm. without him, we wouldn't have things like World of Warcraft or, hell, half of the shit that we play online because he really did pioneer the online aspect of gaming mm-hmm. in, in a way that, you know, it's undeniable at this point for yeah. anything yeah. you look at. We might not have had monthly subscriptions fees for games, though. That's That I put on him, too. Mm-hmm. But we don't want to speak ill of it then. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it would have come eventually, let's be real. Um, no, it's uh, that's sad. I never played EverQuest, but like I understand from the standpoint of like, yeah, exactly. Like EverQuest was one of the things. Didn't that help bring online to PS2 as well? Wasn't there an EverQuest online on PS2? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so that helped bring online to you know consoles as well as uh, you know PC gaming. So well, and it's got its own lore and everything. There's tons of EverQuest books and stuff. Too. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, so it never was a thing that like I was super into, and obviously the popularity has waned since the creation of like World of Warcraft. Mm-hmm. But um, still, I'm sure there are diehard EverQuest people out there, and even if they're not actively involved in, it, there is a game currently now, right? I think so. I think they're still running game. Yeah, um, you know, I'm sure there'll people be like, oh, I got into games because of EverQuest, and I'm sure there are like developers and people oh, in the sure. industry now that were like. I cut my teeth playing EverQuest, oh, and yeah. that's what made me want to be a game developer. Like, 
So um, a far-reaching uh, impact on, on games as a whole. And uh, a sad day, especially considering he was so young. Um, lightning round. Uh, it's almost December, which means it's almost time for year-end awards, which means it's almost time for the game awards. Now, uh, Skip mentioned it earlier that we were going to talk about this. So a nice little tease for later in the episode. Uh, but nominations got revealed this week for the game awards. Uh, not without some controversy, though I think that's more just butthurt online fans. Uh, we'll get to that in a little bit. I don't think we're going to go through all of the lists of nominees because it's extensive. But, Joe, yeah. why don't you pull out some of the bigger categories like... Game, game of, of the year, year and uh, like a breakout game or whatever. I think there's some of those. Are there any new categories that you could see? Um, you would have to know what it was. <laughs> yeah, I, I, honestly, <laughs> I haven't like paid too much attention. Yeah. To well, I wasn't any sure of the if other it, ones. I wasn't sure if in any of the articles it was like because I hadn't I haven't seen these yet, so I wasn't sure if like in the articles it was like and a new category introduced this year is like best cinematic or something. I'm sure that's already. It. Uh, we have the uh, fresh indie game presented by Subway. <laughs> fresh, yeah. Um, so I guess let's start with uh, let's start with game of the year. Then, what do we got on the docket for game of the year? All right. So for game of the year, uh, let me just scroll up to it. Uh, we have uh, Control by Remedy. Not getting it. Didn't play it. Yeah, I, honestly, very well. I don't think I played any of the games. On, I did see the list of game of the year. I think, and I don't think I played any of the games. On it. <laughs> Uh, Resident Evil 2, game that I was talking about earlier. Yeah. Uh, Sekiro, Shadow, Shadows Die Twice. Yes. Uh, Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. Oh yeah, I did play that. That's definitely gonna win. Uh, The Outer Worlds. Please. And man. the one that kind of was the one that brought the controversy was uh, Death Stranding being nominated. So why uh, is it a controversy? Because Jeff Keighley is the guy that runs the Game Awards, and he's also in the game. And Who like votes on that, best though? friends with Kojima. Oh, he doesn't vote yeah, on like, it. Or it's so voting he, but it's one of those things where uh, Death Stranding obviously is a divisive game amongst the community. Uh, it received both 10s and 6s. Um, so a lot of people think that, you know, the people that hated it don't think it deserves to be nominated at all. The people that love it don't understand how anyone could not love it. Um, and so I think the people who don't love it immediately draw that very easy straight line from uh, Keeley and Kojima because, like, I think Kojima serves on like the advisory board for the game awards along with other, you know, gaming luminaries like Doug Bowser is on the panel as well. So like he's actively involved in the game awards in some fashion. Jeff Keighley and him are very close. Uh, Jeff Keighley hosts the game awards and like helped create the game awards. And so it's one of those things where like they saw a connection and immediately jumped into online dick mode (laughs) as opposed to like critical thinking mode. I don't Uh, think it's going to win though. I honestly do. No, I think Smash is going to win. Smash is tough because it came out a year ago. Like, it came out in 2018. It like, just, like, was too soon to be in the nomination right. process. Uh, yeah, it just met the cutoff from that year into the next year. Yeah, it was like December is probably the cutoff. But it's not divisive. Like, it's it's not split. No one dislikes, like, critically dislikes Smash. I don't like Smash because I'm not good at it. But, like, I wouldn't give it a bad rating. No, I definitely think it, it like... You could make the case for that one amongst the others to death. Like Sekiro, you can make a distinct case for Smash. You can make a distinct case for even Death Stranding. For those that love it, can make a distinct case for why it deserves to be the game of the year. Yeah, I, like when I when I saw all the the controversy and all that kind of thing, I was like, all right, like I can understand why you would jump to that conclusion where it does seem sketchy that like 
a game that Jeff Keighley is in is part of that. Yeah. But also, are we really going to try and pretend that Death Stranding isn't going to be on every single game of the year list? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Especially for PlayStation. Like, for when it comes to PlayStation exclusive, there will be people who pick that over Sekiro. They'll say Sekiro's too hard. They'll say Sekiro wasn't enthralling or Sekiro's just the same as other Souls-like games where they're going to say nothing is like Death Stranding. Nothing has made me cry at a video game. Nothing has made me feel connection or help me get over the loss of whatever the way that Death Stranding did. Whether you agree with that or not, obviously we have not played it, but we do not agree with the premise of it. Uh, So I can see the argument at least. Um, And so that's why I think it's more just butthurt people online. Because I don't think there's any... As long as he doesn't vote or like determine who gets even put in the like the bucket to be voted on then i don't have a problem with it it is just funny that like he is in the game uh he was the one that made that like impassioned speech uh about like konami not allowing kojima to accept that like luminary award or whatever a bunch of years ago like right when he left Mm -hmm. and started kojima productions so i don't know I, I don't have a problem with it. I hope but, if uh, if something else wins, he comes out and has like a Kanye moment. That'd be really funny. Where he's like, yo, yo, I'm going to let you finish, but Death Stranding is the best game of the year. Yeah. Wait, Keely or Kojima? Keely. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there was a, a similar thing that happened with Death Stranding uh, <clears throat> when Death Stranding originally launched, um, where uh, there are tons of people that appear in this game. Another person that is in it is, um, I don't know his name, but he's... Um, the head editor for Famitsu magazine in Japan, uh-huh. and he is also in the game, and they gave it a 10 out of 10. So in Japan, they had a similar situation where yeah. everybody in Japan was saying, wait, this guy runs one of the largest video game magazines. He's in the game, and he gave it a 10 out of 10 kind well, of thing. The ones yeah. they gave it a 40 then? Hmm? A 40? Uh, is that how they do it? Yeah. I don't know how their rating system yeah, is. He gave yeah. it, they gave it a perfect score. It's four people rated. Okay. It, yeah. it got a perfect score. Yeah. Uh, and people were saying it seems kind of sketchy that this guy's in the game and it gets a perfect score from them. Yeah, but, but tons of other places gave it a perfect score. Yeah. So is this it is much like the of a surprise? Thing. Yeah, yeah. If they were the only outlet that did it, I could see a parallel here. Um, just the same way that if like if nobody's game of the year list, the rest of if no outlet puts Death Stranding in even their top five games of the year, whether it be for PlayStation exclusives or you know overall. Then I'd be like, all right, Keely, what'd you do here? What <laughs> strings did you pull? But I know for a fact it's yeah, going it's to be on several. Yeah. It's going to win several game of the yeah. year. I mean, the only one I think that it won't be would be IGN's because they, they gave <laughs> it the lowest score. But even then, it still might make it because everyone else, including the non... Because other people in that company loved Death Stranding. Like, I've seen it. The reviewer didn't, and that's fine. It's his opinion or her opinion. I don't remember who wrote what it. They uh, like, if they gave it a 6.8. Um, they were just like, I like the thing that it does, but the rest of the time it is just boring. Yeah. And so like, it's not a good game to me mm. because I don't enjoy playing it most of the time. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but even then I still think it's going to be on their game of the year considerations because other people in the office will vote for it. Mm. Um, so I don't see the controversy in other than it's just an no, easy way to I. pile on Death Stranding. Yeah. Is there anything that you feel should be on this list? It's not, or should we save that for our own game of the year discussion? I feel like we'll save that for our own game of the year discussion, which will be coming up, uh, obviously, in like a month's time, because we'll put that out right before Christmas, hmm. I believe. Um, so yeah, we'll get we'll get some more get into that a little bit more uh, when the time comes. But 
I because I, I honestly can't think of it. I just heard most of the list just now for the first time, so I can't really think of anything off the top of my head. Uh, let's see. How about um, art direction? Uh, nominations are Control again, yeah. uh, Death Stranding again, uh, Gris, Sayonara, Wa- uh, Sayonara Wild Hearts, Sekiro Shadows Die Twice, nice. and Legend of Zelda's Link Awakening. Nice. Okay. I can see Gris. I think that's probably going to win. Yeah, it's super artistic. Yeah, because it's like all painterly and everything. And mm-hmm. Sayonara Wild-, Wild Hearts might also be competitive, but like no one played that game, so... Like, I can see that the reason why it's on the list, but I don't think it's going to win just because no one played it. There's a whole bunch of esports categories. Didn't they just have an esports award show? Uh, maybe. I don't I don't really know. Yeah. When is the Game Awards? Uh, December 12th. Okay, so we'll still be here for that. Okay. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, ultimately the Game Awards for me is just what things are going to get announced. Yeah, it's really just for the, the trailer announcements. Can we finally get the Batman game, please? <laughs> I kind of really just want the Batman game. We've been game. hearing about that for like three years now. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I mean, or Rocksteady's next thing. One of the two or both. I don't care. I just want something. Rocksteady's next thing is going to be that weird hero shooter. Or hero, not shooter. Cool. Hero game. Cool. Just There's tell an me. award for community support. What is like... Is it... Uh, is um, Blood that... Stain on there? Or mm-hmm. is, the, is that like which dev has like the most reddit threads or like reset era it, it's recognizing a game for outstanding community support transparency and responsiveness so okay i, I guess mean, for like making like uh nominations are uh, apex legends destiny 2 final fantasy uh 14, 14. fortnite and Anthem? Tom Clancy's Rainbow <laughs> oh. Six Siege. Siege is definitely going to win. But these are all games that have been out for more than a year. No, but it's like they're listening to yeah. like fan feedback. Yeah, fan feedback. feedback. They're, they're involved. They're on Twitter answering questions. They listen and they update accordingly. Yeah. Like, I like this award because yeah, this encourages companies to actually listen. I mean, not that people give a shit about the game awards. No, but, but it does show that like, okay, here are games that are continuously like continually popular being recognized for their continued popularity right i mean siege is probably the biggest if that doesn't win I'm, i'd be surprised because that game started off as hot garbage and now it's huge mm-hmm. yeah but that but that even that transformation took place like two years, Several ago. years ago yeah more than two years ago yeah so i don't know what it, it's like now uh i think fortnite stumbled with the the inclusion of bots and the recent like version two because I don't, I think a lot of people are just mad about the changes, which makes it seem like they're not listening. Yeah. Um. So I, I don't know. I don't really know how to judge that one because I'm not in those communities. Um. Uh, but that's still I pretty think cool. I played a, a bunch of the ones that were on that list, though. Yeah. Uh, how about best indie game? <clears throat> okay. Yeah, yeah. What's on best indie game? Uh, Baba is you. Okay. You uh, love that game. Yep. Disco Elysium. Actually, I don't even know what that is. Didn't play it. Uh, Katana Zero, which is very good. I liked it. Uh, Outer Wilds, not Outer Worlds. Yeah. I don't even know what that is. And Untitled Goose Game. I was going to say, <laughs> as, as you're getting further down this list, I was like, if Untitled Goose Game isn't A, nominated, or B, wins by a landslide, then the whole thing is rigged. <laughs> Which game is Jeff Keighley in? That's an indie game. That, that He's isn't, the goose. Yeah, that isn't Untitled. Because it's got to be Untitled Goose Game. That game came out of nowhere, is so simplistic and fun, uh, and took the internet by storm. Like, I, I don't know, hands down. Granted, it's the only one I played, but <laughs> it, it also is awesome. So. Some like it honk. Yeah, uh, 
So got uh, gotta best happen. multiplayer game. Okay. Nominations: Apex Legends, Borderlands Three, Call of Duty: Modern Warfare, uh, Tom Clancy's The Division Two. Uh, no. I think they just ran out of multiplayer games. And Tetris Ninety Nine. Oh, Tetris Ninety Nine definitely needs to win. It's crazy that Apex Legends just came out this year. Yeah. It seems like it's been out for so much longer. Um. I would think Apex Legends until you told me Tetris 99. Hmm. Call of Duty is definitely not winning. That was actually, the Tetris 99 was the third one on the list, but I moved it to the end because I was like, that's nice. going to be the one that's going to have the... Nice. Uh, it's good content, Joe. I like it. I like it. it. Yep. Oh, uh, yeah. I don't know how I feel about that. Because, like, Apex Legends, like, came out with a hot start, has continued to be fun. Like, it's a cool, didn't reinvent the wheel, uh, but it was it's a good game. Yeah. Um, But Tetris 99 is just a... It's Tetris, ultimately, but it's like... It's the only game that I've played consistently out of all of those. And I've played those other... I mean, I've played Apex. i played Call of Duty. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. That's a tough one. I do like Tetris 99 a lot. Mm. I mean, it's got to be Call of Duty. It's not. Call of Duty is very split right now. Yeah, Lots think, of people fucking hate it. Yeah, they, Really? Yeah, because yeah. they say it rewards camping and that well, not just that, things are like overpowered. I, I saw a video of like a guy saying like this is the last fight like straw for me where he goes up to assassinate a guy it goes through the animation of him assassinating him and then the dude just like pops up like he didn't die he just turns around and murders him he's like I, I can't play oh, this I game anymore I've never seen or encountered anything like that yeah there's but... lots of people that are like there's tons of glitches hmm. windows that you just can't leave for some reason oh hmm. I have seen I have heard that yeah so like there's lots of people that hate it huh. I don't know. I, I'm still playing it, and I'm still enjoying it a lot. Yeah, this it's is been, the longest you've played. It's been backburnered because like, Pokemon, Star Wars. Pokemon and Star Wars yeah. came out. But I still, like, every couple of days, I'll play a couple of rounds of it, and I have, not, I have yet to run into any major problems with it. There you go. And you're not competitively playing it, though. Mm. Well, I mean, I did for, like, the first two weeks that it was out. Yeah. Well, not competitive league, but I played it a lot. Well, yeah, because yeah. you were the god of gaming. Yeah, we get yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Uh, there you go. Any other interesting categories on there? Uh, best fighting game, best family game. Uh, we didn't, well, they didn't do the fresh indie game award nominees. Fresh? The prevented by Subway. Oh yeah. Oh, what, what is it? those? Uh, it's Zaum. Okay. How are these different than the regular indie game categories? These are fresh. I, but like. Oh wait, uh, it, that's weird. It's actually it's for the studios. It just doesn't say that in the name. Uh, it's fresh indie game presented by Subway, and then the studios are the ones that get this. So it's fresh indie game studio. Yeah, it okay. just says fresh indie game instead. So Zaum made Disco Elysium. Uh, Nomadia Studio made Gris. Dead Toast Entertainment made My Friend Pedro. Oh, people liked My Friend. Pedro. Uh, Mobius Digital it's for Outer Switch. Wilds. Mega Crit for Slay the Spire and House House House's for House's Untitled House's Goose Game. game. I really wanted to like my friend Pedro, but it was really bad on the Switch. Because oh. it's a dual stick game, and like it just doesn't, the dual sticks on the Switch just don't, just don't work you. very well. Yeah. So it's like dual sticks, and you have to use the triggers at the same time. That's probably a thing you need a pro controller for. Maybe, yeah. And that's probably why I don't like it as much. Yeah. I feel like I would do a lot better using a. Uh, like a ps4 controller or something but mm. like it's very much something that was made for the mouse the uh the you can take my pro controller give it a shot see yeah. if you like it any better uh best action game uh apex legends astral chain call of duty modern warfare devil may cry 5 gears 5 and metro exodus as long as death stranding's not on there 
It's not it's an not action, action game. game. I, it's a stranding I, game. I know. It yeah, needs to have its own fucking category. Yeah, what's, best stranding game, Death Stranding. Yeah, what what was nominated for best stranding game this year? Uh, Astral Chain. <laughs> that's no, that's the opposite of stranding. You're always tied to someone. Yeah, uh, yeah via a strand. Yeah. So I guess you're chained to the strand. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Obviously, a, there's an action game category, an action adventure game category. Yeah. Action adventures, Tomb Raider and stuff. Yeah, uh, Borderlands Three, Control, Death Stranding, Resident Evil Two, Link's Awakening, and Sekiro are the action adventure games. Oh, okay, Death Stranding's in that one. Somehow. So Death Stranding is action adventure, not <sighs> action. A game where you're actively uh, trying to run away from any any action whatsoever it shouldn't be an action adventure. Game. I think running Bo- away from action is an action, though. I guess it is also an adventure trying to deliver people's shit. Is it? I don't know. Uh, and cool. then yeah, a bunch of esports stuff, a bunch of like best soundtrack, yada yada. Yeah, yada. voice acting, all that. Yeah, nice. Uh, all right, lightning round. Uh, this is our pop culture section of the lightning round, where normally we talk about uh, TVs and movies based on video games. Uh, we don't really talk about anything else because I don't think there's anything been anything like this before. Uh, but Assassin's Creed is coming to a new medium. Joe, why don't you tell us about that? Uh, we are going to get an Assassin's Creed, not a sequel to the movie, starring Michael, Michael Fassbender. Damn. Uh, we're going to be getting an Assassin's Creed audio drama, so, courtesy of Audible.com. Okay, so it is the Assassin's Creed scripted podcast. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. Which, like... I mean, you kind of gripe on it, it's just an audiobook. But yeah, with, I mean, it, but it with audio voice acting out. and sound effects. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be called Assassin's Creed Gold. Uh, it's going to be a whole new story with a new cast of characters. Um, I'm trying to figure out when uh, it happens during the Great Recoinage of 1696. Sure. Okay. That important time in history. I was really hoping that, like, granted, it's not as far back in the past as Assassin's Creed is used to, but I would have loved it if, like, you travel back to, like, the 30s when radio serials were a thing, because that's essentially what this is. Um, but That would be pretty pretty clever if they did that. Yeah, that's so, like, it. Uh, like imagine you go back and, like, you're in the future, and obviously the future is all high-tech and everything, uh, and then you have to go and travel back to, like, the 1930s where, like, you don't quite understand stuff, uh, and they don't have, like... Everyone's still riding in boxcars, and uh, money's different, and everybody talks like this on the radio. Like, that would have been a fun, like, way to do this, but obviously I understand it's not the point of Assassin's Creed, because you're not traveling super far back into the past. All right, so the Great Recoinage of uh, 1696 uh, was an attempt by the English government under King William III to replace hammered silver uh, coins that made up most of the currency in circulation, uh, much of which had been clipped and badly worn. So it was a time when they tried to replace all of their old coins with new coins. Oh, okay. Wow. <laughs> Sweet. Riveting. Fascinating. Yeah, riveting. Well, um, it just takes place during that time. I don't think it's probably going to be about that. Uh, no, it's about that. It's uh, about trying to find a secret message inscribed in a legal form of currency during the Great Court Recording. So it's National Treasure Assassin's Creed Audiobook Edition. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I'm sure the um, the Templars are trying to... You know, you know, put their message onto the new money, and you probably got to stop that or know, put that the assassin's cool. message on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't really like wondering. Assassin's Creed, but like the Star Wars audiobooks are amazing because they have like music and voice acting and stuff like that. So that's yeah. what this is. Yeah, that's exactly what this is. But I feel like part of the 
the Assassin's Creed fun is like the scope and the like the action of playing it. Uh, I don't know how well that will translate to, you know, scripted podcasts. And then they There's climbed the books, wall, though. yeah, and jumped off the wall and There's landed a bunch in of a books and Comics and stuff, and like those are. Is there a bunch of? I've never seen it. Oh yeah, Creed I mean, book. my my old roommate's a fucking huge uh, Assassin's Creed fan, and like I knew about the comics because I was still reading comics when they came out. Yeah, comics make sense though because that's a visual medium. But there's a bunch of novels as well. Like oh, he yeah, had them all that. and everything like that, and had them like fancy hardcover versions and stuff. So mm-hmm. like, there's a ton of extended lore. Um, so like, this sounds cool. It's it is, not my thing, yeah. but like this, this does sound, you know, it is right being, up the alley. It is being written by the guy that um uh, wrote the books. Oh, okay. Or at least some of the books. Yeah. Uh, Anthony DeCole is the writer. Uh, yeah. He wrote uh, Assassin's Creed Trial by Fire uh, comic book series. Uh, it will have an uh, all-star cast. Uh, so it's going to have uh, Riz Ahmed uh, from Star Wars Rogue One. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, Anthony Head from Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Uh, and as well as uh, some people from actually reprising roles or they're at least reusing people. Uh, so Danny Wallace was in Assassin's Creed San- uh, Syndicate. He'll be coming back. Um, and, uh, Tamara Lawrence, uh, I don't know what she was in. Stuff. Mm. Cool. Uh, but I guess an interesting take, like, yeah. I, I mean, they've done pretty much every other medium for Assassin's Creed across all of its, uh, extended universe stuff. So well, it's not TV yet. Yet. Oh yeah. Cause you, Ubisoft has that like production company. Yeah. So and I feel like TV would lend itself better to an Assassin's Creed story than the movie would. It would. I mean, with The Witcher coming out, I have a feeling we're going to see a, like, Gold Everyone Rush style trying to thing where, yeah, like... Game well, Witcher Thrones. and Halo are both getting TV oh, series. Yeah, yeah. So, so, yeah. So, Witcher is Amazon? No, Witcher's Netflix. Witcher's Netflix. So, yeah. um, Amazon will be like, all right, we need to put out our own thing. Well, and there's also those two, like, shows about making video games, too, right? Mm. There's the Seth Rogen one. Where it's oh, yeah. about like the video uh, game wars. Oh yeah, yeah, second yeah. Nintendo the, the console wars. Yep. And then there's the like sitcom that's like about a, a dev company. Yeah, I do remember vaguely there's, talking about that. There's yeah. also a TV show based on like esports coming out. Yeah, so there's like three different like yeah. behind not behind the scenes but like yeah. video game culture shows mm-hmm. as well. But yeah, no, I wouldn't be surprised if Assassin's Creed gets a TV show at some point. Mm. Uh, I don't think it'll be based on whether this does well or not. I don't. No. I don't think podcasting metrics have anything to do with, uh, you know, whether or not you get a scripted TV show uh, based on your property. But it does know. seem like it would be a, a franchise, perfect, perfectly for tailored for a TV show, though. Yeah. As would like most video games, I think, because like most video game stories are at least like ten hours, mm-hmm. and so they're your ten episodes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, and like we always keep saying that somebody's got there's going to be a mad rush to be the people that fill the void of game of thrones at this point mm-hmm. and a lot of like high fantasy type stuff i have a feeling is going to be coming out well like, wheel of witcher time is, is coming out as well yeah so like wheel of time uh witcher I'm lord sure. of the rings amazon series oh, yeah, that's right. about that. yeah yeah um I mean, the... hell even mandalorian has the feel of that yeah that's more western than True. it is like high fantasy or whatever but obviously assassin's creed you send it back into the past you can tell whatever story you want mm-hmm. you can even have oh, it a, could be like a fucking uh, quantum leap i was well, just gonna say quantum leap where you just jump to different time periods every episode that yeah. helps you solve this greater mystery yeah. or it could do like uh westworld is done and yes like each season takes place in a different like time frame yeah so 
I mean, that could be super worthwhile. Hmm. But, oh, we're getting this first, so we'll see what it's like. Fuck, now my mind is, like, racing with Assassin's Creed TV show yeah. ideas. Or, like, American Horror Story does the same thing, where mm. it's a different theme every season. Yeah. Yeah. So, there you go. All right, anything that we missed for the lightning round? Not lightning round for this week. Nope. No. Cool. Uh, well, that'll do it then for the lightning round. Not lightning round, which will also do it for this week's episode of the Broken Clock Podcast Gamescast. Remember, you can find the Gamescast every Monday morning at 9 a.m. on Google Play, iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher, and Spotify. Uh, you can also find us on Facebook and Twitter at Broken Clock Pods. Um, so let us know if you've tried any of the uh, the game streaming that we've talked about, whether it be xCloud uh, or Stadia, or if you're sticking to traditional consoles and PC um, let us know what you think about the state of streaming video games. If you're excited for a new Half-Life in VR, uh, what you want to see changed or updated about the PS5 controller or the PS5 itself, uh, and what uh, next version of Assassin's Creed you want to see, what medium you want that to come to, uh, let us know on Facebook and Twitter at Broken Clock Pods. Uh, I want to thank Skip again for being here today. Obviously, he's not here for the wrap-up, but we thank him for coming in uh, and giving his thoughts on xCloud. Uh, but once again, for the Broken Clock Podcast Gamescast, my name is Adam. I'm Joe. And I'm Johnny. And thanks so much for listening. Goodbye.